Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. Yeah. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? cosmic waves right now we're in between the eclipses experiencing and traversing the axis of love and power the intensity is powerful and uh, meanwhile we have the nodes of the moon squaring Saturn so that's really potent as well and we have the sun conjuncting Uranus 15 degrees sun so we're right now in the middle of Taurus season while the moon waxes towards its first quarter square with the right side illuminating and we're actually in the shadow of a Mercury retrograde which is coming on May 11th on that same day we're going to have Jupiter actually moving into Aries for the first time in 12 years which means that Jupiter is in its final phase of Pisces and it's in the final phase of a 12 year cycle so where were you 12 years ago (laughs) we'll get into that a little bit and then I just want to share my thoughts on the moon and a woman's moon because well seems like we got to talk about it Yep, we have to talk about it. But before we do, let's go ahead and tune in a little bit. Take a moment and find your seat or your feet, wherever they are, and ground yourself. Really rooting into the earth. Let that breath start to ebb and flow in its own timing, its own rhythmic timing. Your timing is the best timing. And take a minute to feel the center of gravity, that energy consolidating in your center of your trunk. Kind of gather it up and organize it in a way where you feel connected, consolidated. And then again, let that breath flow through in and out of the system. And as you feel ready, tune into the heartbeat. You can bring your hands to the heart if that helps. And feel that rhythmic heartbeat, that pulse that's your very own pulse. And allow it to resonate and vibrate through your body, from your heart, through your limbs, to the tips of your fingers and toes and out your crown. And then as you feel ready, start to allow that pulse to ripple its way into the space that surrounds you, all the directions and dimensions, the front, the back, the right and the left, the vertical, the horizontal, 
and all the diagonals between. We're going to do something different with the breath today. We're going to do three suspended breaths is what I call them. So you're just going to, you can do a round of breath to clear. And then you're when you're ready, you're going to inhale to the edge of your inhale. Suspend the breath. Feel the center of gravity consolidate again in the center of your trunk. And hold it for as long as you can with without being discomforted or stressed. And then when you're ready, at the edge, inhale a little bit more. Expanding in the field, broadening in your center of gravity, opening yourself up in new angles and new dimensions, and then exhale it out. And we'll do two more of those. Your own timing is the best timing. Nice deep inhale. to the edge of your capacity without stress. Suspend it. Feel the consolidation of your core center. When you're ready, inhale a little bit more. And exhale it out. We're gonna do one more of those. Nice deep inhale. Fill the range of motion, the range of breath, the range of your field. Suspend the breath. Observe the heartbeat. Invite a little bit more breath in. To the edge. And exhale. Love it. So now that we've calibrated our core, let's synchronize cosmically, shall we? <laughs> mm, so it's true. We are in between eclipses right now, traversing this axis of love and power. Some of you were at the workshop last week and you know what I'm talking about. I've been talking about it for weeks and I'll continue to, but this idea that we're the, the, what we're really trying to do is tune ourselves to our center of gravity and then the natural cycles of the earth and relationship to the earth, which is generally the sun and the moon. And as we tune in, we can start to be living in rhythm. And that living in rhythm is a way of flowing and being in sync with time and space. But there's also a customization that happens and there's, this is the thing that I really want to reiterate and project when I'm teaching is that I want every one of us to have our own personal experience with this stuff. And I think it's important as we come, become more aware of ourselves, we can start to actually understand that customization or the feedback from the earth that's helping us see how we're, how we're really personally living and, and what are our personal and our are very unique angles and things that the ways, all the unique and personal ways that we can actually tune in to have a more fulfilling experience on this earth. So, and in this lifetime too. So <laughs> that's what I want us to do. The, I want this for all of us. The other thing that's important that I want to recognize that 
sometimes in the way that I share information, I am such a cheerleader. I'm always going to look at the brighter side. Always. I hope that you can hear me grounding some of that energy as well as I share some of my thoughts and philosophies. And what I want to say today in relationship to that is that I do recognize that eclipses are potent times of change and transformation. Some, For some folks, they can be quite painful or there can be loss or separation or just pushes to evolve. That's what I, why I call them evolutionary pathways because I, I really see it as a means to evolve. We sit here in between eclipses. Well, I'm not, I'm not sitting. <laughs> There's a lot of movement happening. But as we find ourselves in this middle ground between a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse, this halfway mark, again, it's a half moon. It's, it's a square. And every time I come to a square, I often think of how they remind me of four-way stops in a way or a right hand or a left hand turned, you know, it's like, in order to keep moving, I have to stop and actually make sure no one's coming in any of the other directions before I proceed. <laughs> so there, there's a little bit of a stop, check, connect, keep moving vibe that comes with a square. And especially here in between these eclipses, right now we're being, we're, I mean, eclipses are really asking us to, to change and grow and, and push ourselves and evolve. Well, this particular eclipse season has Saturn squaring the nodes, which is the place that the eclipse happens. And so that Saturn is really asking us it's in Aquarius, so it's asking us to look at the foundations of a future, of the future that we want to live, and where we've been, too, the old structures and the foundations that we've been living in. Whew. So with the square, and I talked about this in the in the eclipse, the first eclipse workshop, which I'll get into a little bit more detailed in the next one. However, I want you to recognize that when it's a square specifically, these are really, really powerful moments of choice and decision. And especially with that Saturn and Aquarius to the choices and the decisions we're making to help seed and, and nurture the future, the, the things we're looking to manifest and grow and actually see come into fruition, into matter to actually materialize. So that's pretty powerful stuff. The other thing I would say about that is that with the Saturn squaring the nodes of the moon, there is a little bit of a lure, a lure to skip and sidestep and hop over. And <laughs> the way I look at it with that Saturn, it's like you could easily miss one of the major blocks of the foundation if you're not present enough, which is interesting because or if you're not willing to make the change too, I'll say that because the way that my, that I understand it is that, and I got this, a lot of the study from my work, my studies with Jeffrey Wolf Green and of evolutionary astrology and a lot of the Vedic astrology too, which I haven't talked much about. That's the really ancient astrology. It's so deep, but the, so the Veda, the Vedic astrology, as well as evolutionary astrology really does speak to the nodes. Specifically, Jeffrey Wolf Green talks about how the nodes squaring 
any planet has the potential. So if you see the square in, in your chart, there's a potential that you've skipped some steps or that you maybe made a wrong turn on the evolutionary journey, which took you on a detour, which now you're back at the place that you have to go through again. So we either take little skip steps or we detour to places where we actually find ourselves back to where we were having to redo or repeat. <laughs> so I encourage everyone in this eclipse, in between eclipses, in between eclipses is a really powerful time and especially with the Saturn squaring it, to start to fine-tune and look, okay, where what's the feedback really, what's the world really showing me? What are the things that I can truly let go of and evolve from? Where can I make moves that will help me to go through my evolutionary process rather than skip around and almost like hop, skip, and, and uh miss some of the evolutionary process that or progress that that I can make. So you probably might be feeling that in your own life. You might already be feeling either a sense of having to move on from partnerships, relationships, um, power dynamics, whether it's like a job situation or a friendship situation. I mean, we're seeing this a lot in the cult in the collective. I'm seeing it a lot. People are really looking to connect on a deeper level with people that are on the same sort of wavelength and heart link. Like it's the heartbeat, it's the vibration. So, you know, I always say like our vibe, they always, you know, there's the common phrase, vibe attracts your tribe, your vibe attracts your tribe. And I like your vibe attracts the vibe, you know, so whatever resonant frequency we're putting out is going to help bring that back to us. And so we're looking for vibrational matches a little bit right now where it's like, if it's too low frequency or, you know, we might be holding ourselves back. If you find yourself in a in like a predicament that continues, it's repeating and it's like, oh, here I am again, having this conversation or going through these motions or doing this thing that maybe isn't in my best, highest potential. Maybe it's not serving my highest potential. And if that's the case, these are, this is a perfect time to just cut cords, make changes, gently back away, step away. It can be really abrupt or it can also be really graceful. I mean, it's kind of up to you. I bet you if you have Aries in your chart, you're going to do it pretty fiercely. But I would just say in general, let it go. My dad has this phrase that he likes to say, like, stay in your groove. That's his way of living in rhythm or be in the flow. And it relates to vinyl, actually, but it's hilarious because he's just always has said, you know, stay in your groove, stay in your groove. And uh, to not let yourself get thrown off of your groove, your rhythm. And he kind of added the next thing, stay in your groove, let go, let God, you know, that good old saying. And I, I really do feel this way that when we tune in and we kind of let ourselves get into that heartbeat, that rhythm, when we can tune in and, and things, you know, things will reveal themselves. Choices and decisions we have to make will become a little bit more clearer, a little bit more decisive where we won't feel the confusion of all the extra noise and all the extra background um, feedback. You know, we're looking to really get precise in our in our vibe because it attracts more of the same vibe. <laughs> all right. Okay. So the other really potent thing that's happening right now is that over the last few days, we've had 
the sun coming up to the planet Uranus in Taurus. So Uranus has been at Tor in Taurus at about 14 degrees for the last couple weeks. It was in between that sun and moon that we had on the eclipse on the other side of the node, the north node. Well, right now, it's basically the Uranus is at 14 degrees and the sun is at 15 degrees. And with the sun being at 15 degrees, Taurus, this, the, every degree, every zodiac starts from a zero degrees and goes to 29, which means that we are smack dab in the middle of Taurus season already, which is really interesting to me because it's like, okay, here we are. I always talk about it, beginning, middle, end phasing, right? So we're in the middle. We got a half moon coming up here pretty quick in the middle of the eclipses. <laughs> There's a lot of middle energy. So it is a little bit like walking a tightrope and kind of fine tuning. Where's the balance here? So some of the important things that I was talking about with the Taurus that I want to reiterate is that the Taurus energy is all about sensory perceptions. It's sensuality. It's earth energy. So we're looking to really ground and materialize and have a human experience through our sensory system and learn to be able to perceive and observe and connect through the senses. So that's the Taurus energy. On top of that, you know, it's actually really human. I mean, it's a bull, but it seems really, it's like a prepping for the humanistic quality that comes with Gemini, but it does have an, a sense of like humans. I, I have my six senses. Let me use them, tune into them. Now with that sun conjuncting Uranus, Uranus is like a lightning bolt. It is electric. And it always makes me think of, of just like spontaneity, sudden unexpected events, particularly the like an, a great example of this is like as Uranus is conjuncting the sun, we have the SCOTUS little, the SCOTUS leak. <laughs> um, and I'll get into that a little bit more shortly, but I, I feel like that is so representative of like the collective. Some of these things happen on a personal level if it's connected to our chart and we have similar degrees. However, a lot of the stuff I'm talking about is very much a collective experience and and so again, it's like you want to tune into yourself and then you want to tune into the collective and the, the world we live in. So it's really about finding the balance between those. You may, I mean, I feel like that's a really potent collective moment. I also feel like a lot of us are feeling this. A lot of people I've talked to and including myself have been feeling this just charge around my sensory system in such a heightened way where I feel like the energy is moving so much more through my system than it has in a really long time. I feel like that electricity, that energy is kind of pushing and catapulting, calling me to to make those changes, to start to really manifest in the third dimension, to bring forth some of these ideas and concepts and things that I've been nurturing that I want to see them blooming now. I want to see some trees in bloom. <laughs> and then the other angle comes from this Saturn squaring the nodes. So that Saturn in, in Aquarius is squaring that Taurus energy. And when you hear of Aquarius, it is humanitarian it is evolutionary. It is rebellious. It's also the nervous system. It's actually our central nervous system. And I feel like with that square and the Saturn, it's actually really asking us to 
to practice calming and neutralizing, you know, having it be square in the middle again. I just feel like it's like calling for this, this calming and neutralizing, coming into neutrality so that we can truly, truly tune in and, and not let our, our nervous systems get so fried and so maxed out. It's, it's really easy to do in this world with all of the information and, and media coming towards us. And so the, I feel like a really good practice is, I mean, a lot of these practices that we do in every session, the tuning in, the calibrating the core, the finding the center of gravity and using the breath to really pulse through the system can really clear the nervous system. It can be a wonderful way to ground and calm the nervous system and bring ourselves back to neutral. So I encourage everyone, like if you're feeling the pressures of this middle way, this middle phase of the eclipses to, and it really uses for, for the future in all ways in your life. When you feel the pressure, ground yourself, find your seat or feet, take a moment, really root into the earth, feel that breath coming into its own rhythmic timing, tune into that heartbeat and allow it to pulse and flush the, the system a little bit and nurture the system a little bit. That's good for us. Okay. So we want to practice that more and more, and that will really help us as things continue to evolve and change in this unprecedented time that we are living in. (laughs) And then this brings me to the art of tuning into the axis of love and power. We are talking about the Saturn squaring that sensuality, that heightened perceptional or the heightened sensory perceptions. As far as the squaring of the Scorpio, this is asking for that power, empowerment to truly be able to take our power back. And what does that look like? And once again, this tuning into our center of gravity and really finding that rhythmic pulse and getting the Taurus circulation going through our system, the toroidal flow circulating, we are actually activating the kundalini energy, which really is kind of the way I describe that energy. I mean, it's the energy that that surges through the central nervous system and into the, the whole body, throughout the whole body. It's through your central nervous system and your chakras, which we'll talk about eventually. However, recognize that as part of the power that Scorpio represents, it also comes from the mysteries of sexuality and the magic and the power that comes from sexuality. It could actually be the the act, the act of sex, but it's also just our sexuality, our ability to be in our body as a human being, as a woman, as a man, you know, to really be present in that which that rooted energy that comes from the sacral chakra and then charges and surges up through the system and out the crown and into the field. So again, like the more we can use the Saturn Aquarius cueing us to keep our selves calm and neutral as possible, we'll know what you know when you need to act, you'll know when you need to act. The best thing to do is to stay as neutral as you can and get your get build the power reserves from within in order to have plenty of energy for when we engage, for when we yeah, for when we engage, really. 
So, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that Scorpio energy coming next week for that total solar eclipse that we're heading into, which will be a full moon in Scorpio. Super powerful stuff. Um, so just see if you can tune into that a little bit, which, um, is very healing and actually should hopefully give you some energy as well. <laughs> we could all use a little bit more energy these days. And that kind of brings me to this. I want to talk a little bit about this retrograde energy that's coming on. We have the Pluto that went retrograde. We also have Mercury. We're in the shadow of a Mercury retrograde. And what I, I always say every, especially Mer Mercury retrograde season is do not fear the retrograde. Don't be afraid because a retrograde is really just an opportunity for us to rewind, revisit, re-examine, relax, redefine. Are the are all the RE words that you could think about, that is the retrograde. And then when it relates to Mercury, that's the communication and expression. So it's really about just being more mindful and giving ourselves a chance to slow down in the communication, to take our time in the self-expression. And then also when we're listening, to really listen a little bit more, give others more time, realize that we're in sort of a rewind, rewrite, but it's time to unite. There's some lyrics to a song I have. <laughs> um, so basically, I, I also have to say this because... Through my studies, what I've definitely found is those of you that were born in a Mercury retrograde tend to really dig Mercury retrogrades. They, they go, well, if you're born into it, it works really well for you. So check and see if, you, that, if, that, if that's the case for yourself. And even if it isn't, use it as an opportunity to slow down, to neutralize again. I mean, that's what the message is, really. It's like we got to find some balance here in the middle ground that we're in. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about that Mercury retrograde that takes place next Wednesday, May the 11th, I think it is. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about that when it happens. It's interesting, though, because on May 11th next week, same day the Mercury goes to re into retrograde, we have Jupiter going into Aries for the first time in 12 years. And this is phenomenal. So Aries will be, or Jupiter will be at zero degrees Aries. And it hasn't been there for 12 years. And so it's always, it's always a good idea anytime anything hits zero degrees after a 12-year cycle to kind of reflect and see, what was I doing 12 years ago? What was happening in my life at that point? What sort of things were I looking to? So when in relationship to Jupiter, it's like, what sort of things was I looking to expand on? How did I, what kind of things were in my, in my main, the, my, my philosophy, my wheelhouse, the things I was really jiving with and having fun with and looking to, to expand my ideas and my sense of awareness around, you know, so Jupiter is, is the great amplifier and the magnifier, but it also rules Sagittarius and it has this effect also rules Pisces and it has this effect of like really being able to take 
you know, philosophize on levels of really, really deep, profound levels, especially in relationship to the natural world. And with it, having gone through this Pisces cycle these last few months and doing the conjunction dance with Neptune and Venus, I feel like this Jupiter in Pisces right now at the 29 degrees, we have just a few more days to finalize any of those the higher love frequency that we've been working on, the things we've been building. How can I start to amplify my new values, the my higher connection to spirit, my higher connection to the natural world and all that is, and really be able to put more, make more space and more room for those things in my life. That's the way I'm I'm taking this 29 degrees Jupiter in Pisces. The other thing I would say about that is just, again, like 29 degrees is the final degree, which also means that there's a, it always makes me think of like graduations. I have a nephew who's graduating from college and I'm this weekend and I'm just so proud of him and I'm proud of all my nieces and nephews. They're awesome. Shout out guys. Um, Shout out to the fam who's listening. I love you guys so much. My the, I just think about like that, that point right before graduation, right? You have like the finals week and then you have like the last week of college and then you're like preparing to go through the process of graduation, whether it be, I mean, this is the 29 degree. It doesn't matter if you're graduating from grad school, high school, college, from life, something in life. Like we graduate all the time in a final phase and, um, the act and, of in the ceremony of actually like walking this, you know, walking through the graduation is such a beautiful thing. I feel like if we could all do that a little bit, take the thing that we've been working on and cultivating, especially for the last 12 years, but it could just be for the last couple months and really taking it and carrying it with pride and recognizing like this is the victory lap. Like we've done it. We made it through a vic- through a Jupiter cycle that's that's consisted of the whole Jupiter going through the entire Zodiac about a year in each sign to complete itself back to the very end degree of the last sign of the Zodiac, which is Pisces. I just can't stress it enough. It's time to have a little bit of celebration and appreciation and gratitude for where we've been and have some courage and faith into for the future of where we're going and really trust that we did our studies, we did our homework, we've done what we needed to do to continue forward. And so I just am kind of looking at the whole Jupiter, especially because Jupiter is the the great amplifier. And it's been a big couple months with that Jupiter conjuncting the Neptune and, and Venus. I feel like this is a really big time for setting those higher intentions and prayers and envisions, you know, like Pisces is envisioning. It's, it's like that. It's the soil that we're going to sink our hands into and like plant some fresh flowers into, you know, it's like, you want to put your, you want to put what you're willing to grow into this next one. And we'll talk a little bit more about Jupiter going into Aries next week. But the other thing I just want to say about that too, is that's the whole that just that ending and beginning again, like realizing that the cycle repeats 
in a way, it's not going to ever be the same that it was, but we are going to go, we're going to begin a brand new 12 year cycle. And so not only can you, can you have the appreciation and the gratitude and the respect and the, the just like, I just that, I mean, I have my hands up in the air. You can't see me, but it's like, I'm holding it up. I'm holding up like we did it. It's like a victorious thing to get to the end of the cycle. And then there's always that little bit of like, what's next, you know? And so you can kind of start to feel into that. And my guess, and in my own life, I can feel it. It's that stuff that I've been traversing through the axis of love and power. It's like, ooh, wait, empowerment, tuning into my sensory system. Right. What do I need to ground in the earth right now for the future? And uh, we're going to use that Jupiter energy to, to ride this wave into the future. I mean, big prayers for the future, everyone. Big, big prayers for the future. Whatever we can do to help ourselves to see beyond the strife and the struggle. I know we all have them in our own ways and it's okay. There's, a, like I said last week, there's a time and a place to to acknowledge that and, there, and then we have to turn to the space in gratitude and recognition. That's the word I was looking for. The gratitude and recognition for what is, for what, we've, what we have done well, for what has been working, for what is. And then nurture that and see how we can build on a strong foundation without having any skip steps, without missing any of the little important foundational bricks. We want to lay this foundation in a way that supports the future that we're willing to, to be a part of. Okay. Which, (laughs) which leads me back to this Uranus conjuncting the sun is that transit that came up, that transit that came up this week, you know, with the SCOTUS, I just want to say this. Um, I, I, feel this is actually totally in my wheelhouse. I am really trying to be neutral as well as much as I can in, in these in these podcasts, at least politically neutral or whatever. I project my, I mean, I sh- definitely share my ideas with you. That's what this is about. I also believe that there are some things that need to be stated. And what I will say is that there are many things that are in, out of our control and then there are some things that are in our control. And what I, my biggest, there's plenty of stuff that needs to happen, but one, one of the simple things that I know that I can do, that I hope that other women are listening, that are listening to this can do, is to start to take our power back in understanding our own body, our own lunar cycle that's within us. And that's actually one of the things that started me with my like real deep, rich lunar studies was understanding the lunar cycle without that's in the sky that the moon phasing and then understanding the lunar cycle within me as a biological woman, understanding that once a month on the new, on what I consider my personal new moon will be the first day of my, of my moons, of my menstrual cycle. I call it my moon cycle day one. And then as, as the, the moon waxes, I head towards a full moon, which is an ovulation time. And then the energy starts to wane 
back towards the mens- the beginning of a new menstrual cycle. Now there's obviously, I, I, I actually am going to do a pre-recorded workshop on this. This is was a plan that I had made for myself. Oh, I've been talking about this for years. If you've listened to me and brought, bought my workbooks in the past, you know this is my jam. But I actually really made a decision a few months ago that um, when I was ready, I was going to start to put some of these lunar women's lunar teachings into pre-recorded sessions because I feel like it's one of the most important things that we can do that we have control of for now. I mean, my body, I can, I can tune into my center of gravity and feel my body. And I just encourage, I'm encouraging all women to, I mean, all men too, especially if you have women in your life, let's tune into our rhythmic cycles because when you do, then you'll have more control of your body. Now I recognize there's some things that are out of our control and I'm not talking about them right now, but I do know that there's a lot we can do by understanding the na- the nature of our rhythms. And the other thing I want to say about that is that through a lot of the, through my own studies and speaking with clients and, and students, I recognize that there are a lot of, there's many choices that you can make as far as birth control or prevention, birth, you know, just, just prevention and understanding your cycle. Cause it is an uncomfortable thing at first, but as you, I mean, it's uncomfortable, but it also is something that's really beautiful. And I want to share a quick, I'm not going to share the whole story right now, but I do want to share a quick insight that I had, when I was young, I went to the Black Mesa Permaculture. I was a part of the Black Mesa Permaculture Project. And so I spent about a month on the Navajo Reservation and the Hopi Reservation working on permaculture studies and um, staying with some of the families out there. And we, long story short, one of the elders on the land had basically come up to me on the first day of my moon cycle. And they were actually preparing for a, for a group sweat lodge. This was back in the nineties. There was a sweat lodge that they were going to have for all of us that had been working on the, on the land and, and being with the families and stuff. And so they were going to do a little cleansing and clearing and just like have a little ceremony for everybody. And I basically was shocked to have been called out by one of the elders, not in a bad way, but in a way of saying, hey, listen, women on their moon are already having their own sweat lodge. And I had already, I'd been blessed to have had an older sister who was really, really supportive and educated. My older sister worked with women and women's health in a lot of different ways. And with her, through her and my mother, I was really able to get a really strong foundation of studies around my menstrual cycle or like understanding my menstrual cycle. But that moment of relating it back to the native roots, which I have to say part of my people, part of my ethnicity is actually Navajo, Apache. I come from my family, my mother's family comes from that Northern New Mexico area. 
And so just to be on the land with those people and having them acknowledge that, listen, you're on your sweat lodge. This is a time for you to nurture yourself, to rest, to let yourself go through this dark moon phase until the energy starts to come back. When I had that experience, it changed everything for me. I really started to understand how important it was. Now, I know that we have to go some, we have to go to work, we have to keep living and doing the things we do, but we can be more gentle with ourselves when it comes to these lunar cycles and and starting to really understand again, not only where we are in the physical lunar cycle, but in our internal lunar cycle. And knowing that a dark moon, a new moon is definitely a calming time. There's more of a, I mean, there's no light as the, as the moon starts to wax, the energy, the light comes back. And so I like to really ride that lunar wave as much as I can and honor it. And I feel like that's also really nourishing for the nervous system and this, you know, just the whole system, the whole, the whole. Um, so more on that later, but I just wanted to share that with you because I feel like it's important for all of us to start to take our power back in all the ways where, where we can without a lot of struggle. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work to do and there's a lot of things that we have to start to overcome. There's a lot of things we have to start to actually just acknowledge in this time and I think that's what this whole thing is about this in-between phase where we're really halfway between where we've been and halfway to where we're going (laughs) and so it's like you don't have to push the boat we're we're walking that tightrope nice and steady centered grounded balanced in tune living in rhythm you know what I'm saying it's a lifestyle (laughs) Uh-huh. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this session. I really appreciate you tuning in and I love riding these waves with you. And I hope you're taking good care of yourselves and nurturing yourselves and letting your your nervous system and your sensory system gently align in this cosmic time we're living in. Yeah. And, you know, if you're interested in learning more and catching this cosmic wave a little deeper, join me for this Sunday, May 15th, or Lunar Eclipse Workshop. It's happening at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. I'm going to record it also. So if you can't come in person, no worries. I'm definitely giving more cues and clues into helping us all customize these, these cosmic alignments right now. So... Yeah, we're really looking to balance this energy and traverse this axis of love and power, find some sense of self-empowerment and inspiration, always, whatever can keep us going. So yeah, so tune into that. It's on the website. And also, if you're looking for a little one-on-one customizing, book a sesh, okay? All right, y'all. Much love. Peace and blessings. Blessings and love. Peace.